Hey guys, it's Emmy, and I'm back with the Voices of Gen Z. So today I'm going to basically be doing the first episode into kind of a series I'm moving into. Um, a series that I would probably summarize as um, a chance for Gen Z to really show who we are as a whole. Because going into this, I knew my voice and my research wasn't going to be enough to really capture the voice of Gen Z. And that's what this whole organization is about. And I knew starting my podcast, I wanted to give a chance for other voices and other people with different experiences from me and different lives from me to really get their voice heard and really get that story out. And hopefully somewhere someone's going to hear a podcast and it's going to help them. And that's that's really what this whole um, upcoming series is about. So today for the first episode, I want to talk about um, coming out as an LGBTQ plus member um, because I recently in this past year have come out to my family and my friends as bisexual and I know it is a scary time and I know how challenging it could be so I hope that even if my story isn't similar to yours or even if you aren't gay at all I hope that you can still learn something from this and um, hopefully this can either give you you know a sense of peace or like happiness from just hearing someone else also go through this so just for starters the lgbtq plus also is known as the lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer slash questioning community the plus just stands for all of the in-betweens you're asexual you're demisexual gender fluid there's so much in this community um one thing i do want to make clear especially moving forward for just lgbtq members in general this whole idea of um pedophilia being allowed in the community um you know I'm speaking for I'm who I'd hope is the entire community but especially myself and a lot of my friends who've been under fire for people saying we support pedophilia I don't support pedophilia I support consented of age relationships um I never support someone not consenting to something and being forced into it that's absolutely terrible and I'm super sorry for anyone who that's happened to But since, you know, there's a lot of recent events happening, especially in the USA, a lot of political tension. So I just kind of wanted to start off with that. The LGBTQ plus is we stand for nothing more than loving people for who they truly are and who they always have been. Because if you've ever talked to anyone who's come out, they will tell you that I've always been this way. Sometimes people just don't notice it at first and sometimes people are just too nervous to come out. And, you know, that's kind of like what it's really like for a lot of homosexual people a lot of times people won't know for years and years and they will never notice until one day they're like oh that makes a lot of sense you know um in my case I kind of knew at a really young age I I knew young I didn't know exactly what and I didn't know exactly why but I knew I knew something was different about me than most of the normal girls and I knew that I was definitely more masculine than the rest of them Um, when I was younger, it didn't really bother me, you know, I was just a tomboy. I went to a private school where girls would wear dresses and boys would wear shorts, and I would always wear shorts because I hated the dresses and the skirts. And I'm not saying that just because you prefer dresses and skirts immediately means you're gay, but it was definitely coming from a Catholic private school where it was very shunned upon me not wearing a dress, you know, kind of said something. Even to, like, my small little first grade mind, it, it told me something. And so I've kind of, yeah, I've known for a long, long time. Um, 
but before I get into that, I just kind of want to talk about what it's really like being gay in 2020. And while we are in a very progressive year and we have moved on as a society and like moved forward towards genuine love for all people, there are still some homophobic things people say still and um, words that do hurt. Uh, a lot of the things that bother me a lot, especially I live in Huntington Beach, so I live in a pretty conservative area, not super conservative. I have to be grateful because I do, I was accepted by most of my friends and family, and I know that's not the case for everyone. So I genuinely am so grateful for that and so appreciative that I grew up in an area that was diverse enough that it was okay and it, I wasn't immediately hated for it. But, you know, I still I still go to school with a lot of people who don't really agree with who I am. You know, the F slur, um, I'm not going to say it on here just because it is a little explicit. It's a word used to degrade homosexual people and make them feel less than they are. And it's it's used in a similar way as the N-word is. So if, if that helps you out anymore, I, I'm still, I can't say that word either. I just... I don't like using words that, you know, degrade other people. It just makes me feel off. Another thing that a lot of people say in my area, which this one honestly really sucks, and it really, it's just something not fun, is when, like, they disagree with someone or they feel like someone's not being fun or being, like, a party pooper, they say that's gay. Um, as in, like, that's that sucks. Like, you suck. Like, you're gay. And I hear that so much, and I will have people at my school say that to me and it, and at first I would literally just be like you can't say that like you shouldn't say that and I would fight with them but you know ignorance is bliss and a lot of times they they choose to keep that bliss what I just kind of started responding with was yeah you're right I am like I really am how do you know um because there's not much you can do to combat homophobia uh 90% of the time they don't care they know that they're bothering you they know that they're hurting people and they will keep going sometimes people don't know sometimes people don't realize what they're saying is offensive but if you've tried to like have a meaningful conversation and say like what you say does affect me and they didn't care you know you just kind of have to like brush it off you have to be able to not come back with it I'm not someone who necessarily chooses to fight fire with fire Sometimes it comes out that way because, you know, everyone gets a little rambled up when they're in the moment. But if I have a say in it before it comes out of my mouth, I always choose to either kill them with kindness or kill them with wits, um, outsmart them, give them more facts, or just make them feel really uncomfortable. Sometimes I'll say, why, why is that gay? Or why, why'd you say that? Like, what was the point? And have them, you know, break it down to you, especially when they're looking in the eyes of a gay person explaining why it's okay to say that's gay. It's a lot harder for them to explain, you know? Um, But other kind of facets of homophobia in 2020 is the lack of sex education in schools. Like, it's really sad. Well, basic sex education also isn't that great. Schools could do a lot better on that and a lot better on, like, every single way you can contract a disease. But if you can imagine, we already have so many years of sex education under our belts for male and female relationships. How many years is it going to take us to actually perfect male and female relationships? And then how many years on top of that is it going to take us to, one, learn that we have to institute sex education for homosexual people, and two, perfect that education? Like, it's it's something that people should know if, as long as people have been alive, you know, sexuality has been alive and it's I think it's ludicrous to me that we're still in 2020 and we don't have sex education for for gays bisexuals lesbians 
any type of relationship that should just be something that's known because that's not even about whether or not you think it's right or wrong you should care about making sure that your citizens and your students are safe regardless of what their life looks like you don't need to know their personal information so why don't you just give them all the tools they may possibly need and you know in your brain you can think they're doing something completely different that's just something i think is crazy that there's no sex education for people in the lgbtq plus community beyond beyond the internet you don't you, know, you don't learn it in school you don't get talked to um about it a lot and it's it's hard because it's kind of just like oh so so all these people um you know get all of these ex- all this extra info and all this extra help with being able to maintain a safe s- sexual life um but not 50% of the population who is gay we don't get that um and even the the fact that most movie plots are based around straight characters and straight relationships um, while there should still be movies with straight relationships because not all of the population is gay, I agree, there's really a very little amount of movies that really represent and really capture what it's like to be growing up gay and what it's like to be dating gay. And I know Love, Simon came out, um, I think, about two years ago, maybe three. I'm not really sure. I'm not great at time. <laughs> um, but it was a great movie, and I really appreciated having that gay representation. But I think that they could have gone so much farther with it and really... You know, I just wish that that at one point the the gay community got like that little sappy, happy, romantic movie. I'm not saying Love, Simon wasn't great. I thought it was a good movie. I just think that there were times where it was a little interesting and a little kind of backhanded. But that's obviously my opinion. Um, but main part of this was my story of coming out. So when I was in seventh grade was the first time I sat down with my mom and told her, I don't I, I don't know if I like girls. And she was like, what? And I said, I think I like girls as well as boys. I think I'm bisexual. And I remember sobbing. And I remember I had soccer practice. And I was so terrified. I was so scared. And to put it into perspective, I'm an only child. And I come from my mom. Um, I, my father's not in the picture. So it, it's really my mom and me. So coming out to her was scary. I knew that she supported gays. And I knew that she supported gay marriage and would support me no matter what. But going through that was something I never really thought I was going to have to do. I It didn't really occur to me that that was something that I was actually going to have to sit down and actually tell my mother I'm bisexual, I am gay. And, and it's not like I was ashamed of it at all because now I will wear it loud and proud, but I was just so nervous being that this is the most important person to me and the first person I have to tell. And obviously my mother took it super well. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I did only come out to my mom and one of my best friends, and that was it. I left it there until my junior year when we were in quarantine because of the coronavirus pandemic. I decided to come out to the entire family and my friends um, because I felt while it was in quarantine and I could have, you know, changed it and done that, I could have waited until we got out. Well, we're still not out, but <laughs> I could have waited until that day came and a lot of my family members were like, why would you do it in quarantine? Why would you do it when you don't have to see anyone? And I was like, that's exactly it. Like, I don't have to see what they really want to say or I don't have to hear what they really want to say to, like, my face. And I don't I don't have to see their faces. I don't have to deal with the judgment in public. Um, but 
because I was really prepared for the worst. And I think that's what a lot of people prepare for. They prepare for getting rejected and getting um, bashed by their friends and their family. And that's really sad. And I just have to be thankful that like 90% of my friends and all of my family were really, really, really welcoming and really loving about it. It's definitely something that took a long time for me to do. I mean, I was 17 years old when I came out and I had known since I was maybe six or seven. It's been, it's been so many years that I've known. Um, and so many years that I've just, I, I've hit it. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, oh, did you have experiences with girls before you came out? And I said, no, like it was something I really, I really tried to hide. I really didn't want people to know. I really didn't tell a lot of people. And if you've ever talked to me in real life, I am such a loud person. It's crazy to think that I could even keep my mouth shut for 10 years. Crazy. But I... I wasn't necessarily ashamed. I just didn't know how to feel. I I didn't have a family member who I could go talk to, or I didn't think I did at the time. I didn't have a lot of friends that were gay, and I was scared because my, my core group of girls is a group of us, of like six or seven of us, and I was like, I don't want them to think that I'm like a creepy friend, and I've been hiding it from them for so long for this, which obviously is I also have severe anxiety so you know some of these thoughts come from my mental illness rather than my actual brain but I that was really like I was expecting to be dropped by everyone I was expecting to be completely rejected by my friends by my family by my my school by everyone around me and I was really nervous because I've grown up being a people pleaser I've grown up wanting to make people happy and wanting to be what other people thought of me I wanted to be that like image that everyone saw like what you see is what you get kind of thing but you know that it doesn't always work out that way and that's okay and um one thing that you know bothered me a lot was kind of the stereotypes of it all when I came out um I got a lot of people saying like I couldn't even tell you you don't even seem that butch and I was just like I don't seem that butch because I'm not I'm not a masculine lesbian. They're beautiful. I love masculine lesbians. They're gorgeous. That's just, you don't have to be masculine to be lesbian. I am a more masculine woman, but I I wouldn't really say I'm a a very masculine, like a very masculine woman. I'm, what, oh, maybe I shouldn't say I'm a more masculine woman. I'm a more masculine version of like the Starbucks girls that I hang out with or blend in with. And like, I live in Huntington Beach. I, we're all really um lululemon kind of girls you know and that's okay because being basic is still a style (laughs) but I I just remember people telling me that a lot and saying like I totally couldn't tell like I thought I was so good at I thought my gaydar was so good and I just couldn't tell with you like you confused me so much and I was like well that's good because I'm not supposed to be a puzzle you're supposed to figure out I'm not a puzzle I'm a person I can tell you how I feel kind of thing um and I mean, I know, I know no one meant it like that, but it is, it is hard when you do come out and you're finally trying to find your place in this new community and trying to be accepted into this new community. And you have people from with, from outside the community telling you, you don't look like you belong there. Like, I don't think, I didn't think I was going to put you there or someone was going to put you there. I would have put you with us, which obviously is my own emotional thing I need to get through. But it, it does, it does hurt a little bit. It does hurt that when I'm telling you my truth, you say, like, that's not what I expected your truth, you know? Just kind of something I thought I should put out there. These are some things I wish I knew before I actually came out. I knew a lot. I did my research. I watched thousands of videos. I've 
I mean, I was anxious. I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I was completely in the dark on what to do when you came out. You know, when I first came out, I expected people to just immediately be okay with it. Me immediately be like, okay, yeah, she's gay. Okay, boom, noted, got it. I won't forget. But you know that the reality of that isn't true. It took me 10 years to come to terms with my sexuality and come to terms with being able to come out and stay in front of people and being able to hold the same sex's hand in public. And if it took me 10 years to get to understand myself, why do I expect people to understand within five minutes of me telling them? I... I mean, at first, it just seemed like it's my life. They should be able to say okay and move on. But, you know, I understand, especially when people don't feel the same way and they aren't also in the community or aren't also relating to whatever topic you're explaining to them. um, They obviously are going to have a lot of questions. They're going to be really curious. And I'm just thankful that I love to talk. (laughs) So I got to talk about everything and I got to tell them everything they wanted to know. Um, and, I, and like some people still, after their questions, were a little iffy about it. And I mean, you, you might lose friends. You might lose all of your friends. You might lose none of them. Um, but regardless of if you lose all or none, the friends who you lost weren't worth it in the first place. They really, if, if they were really your friends, they'd be happy for you finally getting this weight off your chest. Because I knew when I finally came out, I felt so much freer and so much more like myself. And I finally felt like I was who I really should be today because I finally am not carrying this big boulder on my back. Like, I'm not scared to tell people and I'm not scared to say what I want to say now because I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to filter anything. But one thing I I really... I really did not enjoy finding out that was going to happen after I came out was that you have to come out almost every single time you meet someone. That's crazy to me. I mean, it makes 100% sense. Obviously, it's not like I wear a big sign that says I'm gay. Um, but it, it just really never seems to end. Once you come out once, you are going to be in an infinite loop of coming out to person after person. You're going to meet new faces. You're going to meet friends. You're going you're gonna to go somewhere and see, realize you haven't seen this person for five years and you came out two years ago. So you're going to have to do it again. And you're going to have to go through all of it again. But the thing that I've also noticed is it gets easier each time you do it. And it gets easier with the more people who support you because you know, wow, maybe that person didn't support me and maybe they blew up and maybe I lost a really good friend. But look at all of these friends who were there for my back, who were making sure I was okay. And even if not, even if you don't have anyone who's sticking around with you, you are still so powerful because, wow, it takes a lot to come out. It really does. It really takes a lot of confidence, a lot of bravery, and a lot of emotional strength to come out. And you were finally able to say it out loud. Like, you were finally able to say it to another person. And even if you stand alone, like, you're not alone. You really are with the whole community. And, you know, if you're experiencing stuff like this, reach out to me on Instagram, E-M-M-E-A-R-M-I-J-O. And I will be your friend. I will be there for you. If you want to rant, if you want to ask questions, dude, I am here. While I necessarily won't be, maybe I'm not matching your story perfectly in future podcasts. I hope that someone does get really close to your story. And if you do want to reach out to me just to get their Instagram, I will not be offended at all. I would love to help you. I would love to be that little telephone connector. Um, because, you know, it, it's a hard time. It's a definitely a really dark time. But it's right before that rainbow. It's right before that rainbow. Um, it's right before that pot of gold. It's right before that big stress relief. And 
you know, you'll get tons of reactions. You'll get people who are so happy for you and they are like crying because they're like, I'm so glad that you, I didn't know you were hiding this, but I'm so glad you felt comfortable enough to come out and stuff like that. And I mean, you're going to get something also that bothered me when I came out was uh, I got a lot of those. Oh, was it me? Did you like me? And I was like, no, (laughs) I mean, that's not an unfair question, I guess, but it's just kind of not the question you want to get when you're saying like, oh, I'm bisexual. Like, I don't, I don't want the first question to be, so were you attracted to me? Was I the person who made you come out? Because regardless of who I was attracted to, um, I'm, I'm bisexual either way. That doesn't change anything. You, someone being attracted to you or someone being attracted to someone else also you know, doesn't change anything. Like I'm the one going through change. I'm the one who's, who's telling you something I feel that is something that I think is important to me and I feel should be important to you since you're one of my close friends. But you know, what I realized when I got a lot of the people saying like, was it me or who's, who's the person you were in love with that you're coming out for? And I was like, I really am not coming out for anyone. Like, I don't think you realize I'm coming out for myself. I'm not, I'm not coming out so I can get a girlfriend. I'm not coming out so so I can break up with my boyfriend or I'm like there's nothing I'm coming out for I'm coming out to let my truth out to let people know who I am and to finally be able to embrace it and celebrate it like everyone else in the community love feels the exact same between a man and a woman than it does between a man and a man or a woman and a woman or a gender fluid person with a demi fluid person like there's There's so many different relationships that you can have with people and love will still be the same. Love never changes. It's not something that really changes your life. Yes, your feelings from people may vary, but one relationship's love isn't going to be different from a different relationship. It's going to be different circumstances and a different story, but love is still love regardless. It's the emotion. It's the feeling you get within it and it's the feeling you get with that person. But yeah, like I said before, really, if you need anyone to talk to, you need anyone to rant to, anyone to just be a listening shoulder or or you you hear a podcast and you hear someone's story and you really relate to it and you want advice, please, you can let me know. You can probably DM the Voices of Gen Z Insta. I bet you they would be so stoked to help because really, at the end of the day, like all I'm doing this for is to help someone else out there and I know that everyone in here is doing that for the same thing and what we want to do is create that loving environment for any sexuality any religion any race any gender just create a world that people aren't judging each other but rather judging the bad the negative so like you know, climate change, stuff like that. Let's all focus on on bashing climate change and changing that rather than hating on our neighbor for liking the same sex, you know? But there's also a lot of outlets you can Google, Google search, a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of places, um, a lot of hotlines you can call. There's just so much you can do and there's always, I promise you, there is someone out there who will listen. And if you can't find anyone, please come to me. I will listen to you because I know how hard it is. And I I genuinely would love to be someone who is really just an outlet for help for people. And one piece of advice I could give to anyone who is worried about coming out or stressed about it is just don't rush. It's It's about your feeling your sexuality or gender identity it's for you and it's your life and you shouldn't do it when someone else tells you to you should do it when you feel like it's right because at the end of the day it's going to affect you and you only 
well, it'll probably affect your friends and family, but not as heavily as it will affect you. It is your life and your emotional choice to go through with coming out. And so really don't, don't let anyone force you out of the closet and don't, I mean, obviously in cases where you're outed and you can't help it. I'm so sorry. I actually had one of my really good friends got, got outed at, uh, in middle school and I felt absolutely terrible. So I really hope that for none of you, but if you can help it and uh, no one does know, I would, I would recommend to kind of keep it that way unless you are feeling comfortable enough to tell people because then at that point, go ahead. Really do what you want to do. You, don't, you can rush if you want. If rushing sounds great to you, you can do that. But just really do it at whatever time you feel is best for you. And, you know, I hope that if you are struggling with uh, questioning your identity or sexuality, I really hope that someone is there for you and you do have someone who will support you and will help you. Um, and I hope that you get through it. And if not, I hope that you learned something from this. And I hope that if you aren't in the LGBTQ community and you did choose to listen to this podcast, I hope that you'll be able to be an amazing helping hand for your friend before and after this. And, you know, I wish luck to all of those closeted closeted folk in there. I can't wait to see you come out and I can't wait to see you shine. And to all of the LGBTQ plus members and allies reading this, I love you all. You're all loved. You're all accepted and always will be. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a good one. And I really can't wait for you to hear my next podcast. It's going to be fun. Love you lots. Bye. Bye.